0: Hey, and welcome to When She Leads, a podcast for women in ministry. I'm your host, Brenda Leavenworth, and I wanna grab a cup of coffee, sit around the table with you, and consider the complexities and realities of leading as a woman. I'm joined by a remarkable team, and together we bring experience, research, victories, and of course, our failures, as we confront each topic biblically and practically.
1: The lessons that I learned looking back of that season, which was actually a long season of loneliness, I would never trade because I learned to run to Him, to go to His Word, to ask Him, okay, I I need a theme, or how can I accomplish this, and what to do. And it was invaluable, and I needed it as a leader to learn that people will come and go, leaders will come and go, and but the Lord would never leave me. And man, did I need that. And so it just really impacted my life, and loneliness is not without purpose.
0: Well, our focus today is leading with joy in seasons of loneliness. And Rosemary Kelly are here today. Hi everybody. Hello. How you guys doing?
1: Good. I the way you describe this this amazing team makes me smile every time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's you're remarkable. Yeah, I remarkable, i described you as remarkable, <laughs> I, and I believe every that's word funny. of that. I think mm-hmm. you are remarkable. No, um, but we could talk about loneliness and ministry for hours, mm-hmm. couldn't we? We've all experienced it, still do. Uh, but how do we minister with the joy of the Lord when we don't feel up to it, when something personal is going on, when we feel abandoned, alone? isolated, deserted, ignored, hurt, discarded, secluded, withdrawn. I mean, the, cinnamons could, cinnamons, cinnamons. <laughs> <laughs> the synonyms could just keep coming. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much that a leader deals with. And so we just want to dive into this topic today and um, talk a little bit about what, first up, what the Bible says about loneliness.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that in looking at the Bible, of course, we want to see Jesus. There's so much in the Bible about um, uh, what Jesus experienced when He was here on earth. And when I think of Jesus, there's a description of Him in Isaiah 53 that uh, really sticks to me um, on this topic of being lonely That of all people who've walked this earth, I wonder that Jesus might be the one who um, was the loneliest, Mm -hmm. that um, He came to do a mission and was constantly misunderstood, even by His closest friends. Mm -hmm. And no one seemed to get what He was doing until after He died. Mm -hmm. So, Isaiah 53 says that, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. And it just makes me feel like Jesus, really, as he came to the earth and he was going to die for our sins, they were all like, kingdom now, kingdom now, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're going to have power and, you know, and so they just misunderstood him. They mistreated him. And in the end, he was killed Mm -hmm. for really not doing anything wrong. So Jesus was a man of sorrows. He understood this kind of sadness we feel in our hearts hmm I think that's really good to see that because I think any emotion that we
1: had like you said his family kind of rejected him didn't understand him and all that so whatever reason we find ourselves in loneliness I feel like you said he's experienced it especially mm-hmm. in the garden when he's you know asking his three best friends if you will mm-hmm. you know hey pray with me and they're sleeping so uh, being rejected disappointed and betrayed all of those feelings Um, yet just continued on serving, you know, the Father. And then when He's on the cross, why have you forsaken me? This spiritual separation, talk about loneliness. I can't even imagine. And I read a quote this morning. It said, He endured separation from God so we would never know it. And He lives today willing to help us solve the problems of our lonely feelings.
2: That's right. Yeah. So good. It's amazing. He had the fellowship, at least of the Father and the Holy Spirit. But when our sins were put upon Him, He was alone. Yeah. You know, I looked at other people in
1: Scripture, too. I look at Job at one point, wished he had never been born. He must have been lonely at that point. David, uh, in Psalm 55, talks about he prayed to be taken away like a bird on wings, like, just get me away from reality. Elijah, at one point, asked God to take his life in First King 19. Yeah. And then when you really look at a, a lonely person in Scripture, the prophet Jeremiah, like oh, yeah. he's considered the lonely prophet of 40 can, years yeah. of what he had to do. No marriage, no family, no social—I st- mean, just talking about— No fruit, lo- right? No, no fruit. Right? Yeah, and so lonely. And I think he's interesting because he complains about it, yet praises the Lord. Kind of like David— Complains about it, but goes right back right. to praise the Lord and understanding, God, right. you can do all things, which is just like us, yeah. really. So They're
0: honest in their, their loneliness. Yeah. You know, they're taking it before the Lord. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is, like, we need to um, recognize it. We yeah. need to acknowledge it. We yeah. need to be honest with it. We need to bring it before the Lord, but then give a way to get out of it. Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, yeah. but God is the strength of my heart. And my portion forever. Yeah. And I love that. And it's, you know, scriptures like Joshua 1.9, you know, where he's telling us to be courageous, you know, yeah. and and um he's constantly telling us, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. And so we know that in this loneliness, that um it's gonna that God's never gonna leave us. He's never gonna forsake us. He's always with us. Mm-hmm. And I think of there was a, there's another scripture that I'm thinking of um that is in I sorry, I have to find it.
2: Well, I'll, I'll say a couple of things that um, it's so good that we have the Psalms and scripture yeah, to turn to, definitely. that uh, the Psalms are these songs of outpouring to the Lord that David wrote about how he felt, and we can so identify and know that God cares about how we feel. Psalm 23, he wrote this and said, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort Mm -hmm. me. And I love reading these kinds of scriptures because I know that I am really, it's not just me that feels this way. These emotions are common amongst men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody will feel lonely at some point. And really to differentiate, uh, loneliness is not the same as being alone because you can be in a big group of people and still feel alone. So being alone is like alone. And then, but being lonely is a state of mind and this emotion brought out by feeling disconnected or separated or overlooked or forgotten. And so it is common to man, I think, even Paul, who sometimes you think, was he ever lonely? But I'm in Second uh, Timothy 4.16 where he was in prison alone and he says he was alone. But then he goes on to say, but the Lord stood with me. So it was God that yes. encouraged him. So. And David, like you said, even in Psalm 25, 16, he says, I am desolate and afflicted. Mm-hmm. And that word actually means lonely. So uh, yeah. they knew it, but they continued continued on, you know. But the example of pouring out your feelings to the Lord, being vulnerable with the Lord and honest and um, great examples of that. Right.
0: The Paul's example, you know, as he's sitting in that dungeon, you know, and writing his last letter, mm-hmm. that has always just, whenever I read that account, I, it just always strikes me like, here he is. He knows what his future is going to hold. Yeah. He, he's incarcerated. You, you just think of like being in that, you know, pit, and you think about all the things that he would have had to deal with in there. And what does he do? He doesn't, you know, lament. He doesn't complain. He's not trying to get Picketers to get him out. Yeah. Like he is writing a letter. He's using, you yeah. know, what's he yeah. asking for? Bring my parchments, bring yeah. my stuff. Yeah. So that, so, and he's writing and he's pouring out his heart to encourage and and have the people who are gonna listen to his letters keep going. Yeah. Keep going. And you had to know that he felt loneliness. The oh, yeah. the scripture I was thinking of earlier, 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our light affliction, which is yeah. but for a moment, is working in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Yeah. Just keeping that in mind in our loneliness, like, it's a moment in yep. time. Yeah. It's a short period of time, and, and God is doing
1: amazing things um, all around. It's I think, too, it's a matter of perspective and what you're going to do in your loneliness. Because I think, like we've said, it's common to man— And I think loneliness can breed, uh, can make you vulnerable to other things, because often when we're lonely, our tendency, I think, is to get our eyes on ourselves, which is always going to cause a problem. We become kind of self-pity, poor me, I'm so sad, why doesn't anyone like me, what's wrong with me, or whatever it is, and we begin to look at ourselves rather than kind of what you said, "Um, Lord, what is causing this loneliness, what should I do about it? Lord, you see this need in me, can you fill it? And and so it's really what we choose to do in that loneliness. Paul and these, and David and the other examples that we've used are intentionally ab- about right. uh, looking for opportunities to continue to
2: be used.
0: Well, there's a reason and why there's a, that it's, you know, lonely at the top, <laughs> why mm-hmm. that's a statement. That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I would say that it's very important that we remember that we are in a spiritual battle, mm-hmm. that it's a daily thing, and that when the enemy can get you alone and make you feel isolated, mm-hmm. that he's got you where he wants you, and you feel like there's nobody who cares, nobody cares what you yeah, do or anything about you, and you just want to give up. And that would just make the enemy happy to have us who want to serve the Lord to just stop. Yeah, And we have to remember we're in a spiritual battle and yeah. where a lot of these lies come from. Right. I think
1: isolation and loneliness, if, left, if loneliness left unchecked, it can become unhealthy because it leads to loneliness. And I love what Bonhoeffer said uh, about this. It says, sin demands to have a man by himself. It withdraws him from the community. And the more isolated a person is, the more destructive will be the power of sin over him. And the more deeply he becomes involved in it, the more disastrous is his isolation. So uh, the battle to state, to not isolate, you know, is huge.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that um, if we're talking to leaders and we're thinking about loneliness, I can't think of probably a more lonely position than a. apart from Jesus then a missionary. And yes. Rosemary, you have some experience with with that on being on the mission field and dealing
2: with loneliness. Yes, I mean when you're a missionary you're living away from home, family, Friends, and you know, culturally, you are different, even if you learn the language and dress and be like the people, they still know that you're different. And um, those kinds of differences and separations make you feel lonely, and it's just common. So I struggled with it very much because I'm a people person. I like being around people, and I feel kind of recharged being around people, having fellowship, and um, it was just strikingly lonely. Mm. So, you know, at first I would say when you move somewhere, you don't really know people, you don't really have friends, and there's that kind of loneliness. But even as time goes on, I would say that the experience is that— You are a missionary, and you are there to serve the people and serve the church. But um, the expectation is not that those people are to serve your needs for friendship and loneliness. And that's what I had to learn. And so, it really made me turn to the Lord, that the Lord is my friend, the Lord is my constant companion, and the Lord cares so deeply for me. And I feel like that was actually good for me to learn because it actually is a feeling that doesn't go away. You know, even as I moved back to the States, I thought, oh yes, Nick has a huge family. My husband has all these cousins and I'm gonna be hanging out with people all the time. And it's actually not true, kind of <laughs> funny. Um, so his cousins kind of don't care that we're here. I mean, maybe a couple, but it's not like they're calling me to go hang out with them and let's be <laughs> friends. So it's not what I imagined. I always imagine, well, it's better back it in the States. Is. Yeah, <laughs> the Yeah, right? Greater. And you're always yeah. imagining, well, maybe if I lived over there, or was around the family or something. It's going to be better. But I realized when I moved back, it's actually not better. It's actually a different feeling because there are a lot of people around, but it's still lonely, which is Mm -hmm. really interesting. So it's... um, Yes, it is a state of mind that there are people all around in your family and all these things, but you just feel like you're not connecting and that you're not getting this kind of response from people like they call you, how are you doing? And... Um, that's when I realize. I really need to be connected to the Lord to fulfill those deepest needs that I have. Yeah. And even though I'm married, I have a spouse, and He cannot fill those deepest needs. I could mm-hmm. still be lonely, even if I'm um, surrounded by family, if I'm married, if I'm in my own home culture. Like, that loneliness persists. Yeah. Right. Interesting.
1: You know, it's uh, interesting short short story. I mean, I think we we tend to run from loneliness because we don't like the feeling of it, but I had, sometimes I call it ordained loneliness, when God has put you somewhere, and that part of loneliness is what He's doing in your life. I remember years and years ago when um, we first began ministry, we actually took over, and this is like 35 years ago, and I, I think I was in my 20s, and there was a situation at church which caused most all the leadership to leave, which which were all my friends, and then my best friend moved overseas at the time, and I actually had nobody and I remember feeling so alone and asking, God, I just need a friend. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. And the Lord said, you got me. And I look at that and I remember like, I'm going to do women's ministry. I'm not creative. I don't know how to do this stuff. And and God said, I'm very creative. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. And so the lessons that I learned looking back of that season, which was actually a long season of loneliness, I would never trade because I learned to run to Him, to go to His Word, to ask Him, okay, I I need a theme, or how can I accomplish this and what to do? And it was invaluable, and I needed it as a leader to learn that people will come and go, leaders will come and go, Mm -hmm. and but the Lord would never leave me. And man, did I need that. And so it just really impacted My life and loneliness is not without purpose. Mm. And I think we need to remember that. What is God doing in our loneliness? And I am lonely a lot. I'm kind of deal with depression kind of person and feel like I don't fit most places and, you know, whatever. So I feel alone a lot, uh, but I'm really glad of the lessons I learned then because they've stayed.
0: (laughs) And I think that's important because I think that there are leaders probably listening to this and, and leadership- by nature is lonely. Um it, it can be a lonely place to be the leader. Yeah. Um uh, especially if you're the leader of a of a ministry or a mission, on the mission field or of a church, you know, it it can be a very lonely thing and and you know, there's parts of me that wants to say okay, you know, teach me how to fake this. You know, we're talking about joy, leading, <laughs> it till you make leading it. with joy. Yeah, fake it till mm-hmm. you make it, mm-hmm. but but no, I'm and we're all the type of people like, I want to genuinely be able to lead with joy when I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. how is that possible? How practically can we lead with joy when we're feeling lonely? What are some practical things that we can do?
2: I think first, it's so important that you have, you know, they call it all, or they all call it self-care, and it's really um, just making sure you're taking care of yourself. I found this is interesting, but I found the older I get, that sleep is so important. Um, that when you're so tired and you're just really going and spinning your wheels and doing so much, you think that, oh, I'll sleep later, or um, sleep is not that important. I'm serving the Lord. And um, you tend to get so tired that you just start to feel sad and lonely and depressed. And I realized how important sleep is. Um, it's important that you take your Sabbath, that you need that day of rest. God designed our week for that purpose, that we could have a day dedicated to Him and to resting our soul. And um, I mean, that would look different for a lot of different people, but um, things like hobbies, I think, are important too. That was something we chatted about in the past, right? That mm-hmm. hobbies are something that we should all take something that we're interested in and um, And go do it. Take time to go do the hobbies that kind of replenish us and refresh refresh us. Yeah. Yeah. I I think think, some of the
0: basics, too, like, you know, just getting into His Word, memorizing Scripture, having Scripture available in that time. Solitude, yes, but with a purpose. You know, um, Sabbath, I think of, you know, taking Sabbath, like, it needs to be a rhythm of Sabbath where you're taking time, you know, rhythmically so that you can— um, rest, praying, obviously. Mm-hmm. These are basic things, but these are the things that draw yeah. us back to the Lord. They are. Maybe journaling um, would help us make that connection or refocus our attention or our affection towards Him. Um, reading Scripture about how He never leaves us alone. Just having, a you know, uh, Scriptures listed out yes. to where He tells us, you know, I don't leave you alone. Some of these Scriptures we read today, just really comforting, you know, to our souls. Just... And being genuine, I think we talked about that, and then allowing God to take over and lead us by the Holy Spirit. I think that when we're talking about joy, it reminds me of Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope, and that the Lord would fill us in those moments when we come, and you guys know you get to an event and you know, something's happened at home or you're having hardship with your family or, you know, you're not feeling um, confident in that Mm -hmm. day or you don't, like you said, Kelly, you don't feel like you belong or you're feeling really lonely or you're feeling rejected or you all those things that we deal with as leaders. And then we have to walk into this room and suddenly, you know, be joyful. Yeah. And we have it. There's so many scriptures that talk about it. I mean, um, I was thinking about... um, Philippians four four rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice you know we're and you said it in Isaiah fifty three you know that that Jesus was a man of sorrow acquainted with grief I mean there's so many scriptures right. that talk to us about these things that Psalm ninety one we're taking refuge under his wings Isaiah forty thirty one but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up like. Wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Yeah. Psalm 102, uh, verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness, come into His presence with singing. I mean, there's just yeah. hundreds of verses right. on, on, joy on joy and on these things.
1: I think that all the self-care items that we you talked about, Rosemary, I, like, I think those are all— I guess that sometimes um, those are all needed to refresh us. And I really believe all that too. But the spiritual disciplines as well, sometimes we try to mask, like if we're feeling joyless and I um, go for a run or I'll do my hobbies Mm -hmm. and I still come back flat. And I think that it's the spiritual disciplines, you know, the uh, Psalm 1611, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. So, I got to get to his presence by, like you said, memorizing scripture. And a word uh, kept coming to me as we're talking: the word "remember," and you know, remembering who God is, remembering what He's done for me, and the joy of my salvation, and remembering how faithful He is. And you know, you're almost like self talking, and you reminding yourself of who, how great God is. I feel that that can restore my joy. And I think again, we look at the different guys in scripture. Um, uh, David, especially, you know, when he's desolate, yet I rejoice or I—they just continued to serve and lead um, despite mm-hmm. their circumstances. They just continued on even when they felt mm-hmm. desolate or afflicted. And so, um, I don't know. I just think it's—the uh, spiritual disciplines coupled with our the other avenues, it kind of depends what's going on in your heart, I think,
2: you know? That's true. Yeah, you do need all of that. Yeah, and I would say that when uh, I was a missionary, that those feelings of loneliness um, never really disappeared. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. It's not like I could fix them. Yeah, they those emotions didn't go away because yeah. truly I was by myself yeah. <laughs> a lot, and a lot of times those feelings just persist. Yeah, but it's it's just being faithful yeah. and continuing to serve the Lord and knowing. You have to know the yeah. truth. You have to know that the Lord is faithful. Yeah. And we in this life just have to go on with our eyes fixed on the end, that our reward is going to be in heaven. It's not that He promised us that we're gonna be surrounded by friends and it's gonna be happy yeah. times, but we serve the Lord faithfully with our eyes at the end. And I I love this verse, this encouraged me always, Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings, mm-hmm. becoming like Him in His death. And I love that because we can share with Him His sufferings and have that kind of deep fellowship with Him yeah. because He understands what we go through. Yeah. And I cling to that verse when I'm having hard days because it's kind of a up and down, you know, yeah. of loneliness where there are seasons when it just really, it's pervasive and you cannot yeah. make it, like, shake it off or make it go away. And you just have to keep your eyes on Jesus yeah. and that we're going to see Him in heaven and it'll yeah. all be worth it then. Yeah. And sometimes that's just what you have to do.
1: That's so true. I think sometimes with you, uh, if we're looking to people, if we get lonely and we look at to people, sometimes we can start to they can fill the needs that we have. You know, friends should never be a substitute for God. And I think we can get caught in that mm-hmm. cycle where you're going to yeah. them for to fill a need that you have and then you still walk away empty because it has to be God. The friends are blessings like you said. We're not promised all these things, but we're all we're promised the steadfastness of God in our lives and our That's hearts. Right. And so um yeah it's a yeah, it's interesting it's a thing <laughs> I think a couple things to
0: remember too is um and you know I was thinking about this when we come into a situation where you know we have to um have joy and I'll just say this so this this morning i was um Last night, I drank caffeine, and I normally don't <laughs> drink caffeine, so I was up to like 3.34 this morning, and my alarm went off at 6.30, and the first thing I wanted to do was throw it across the room. I didn't want to get up, and, and I wanted to hit snooze. And I have that song, I'll Raise a Hallelujah mm-hmm. in the Presence of My Enemies. And I'm, I'm thinking through this topic of joy, and I'm hearing like, I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. and I'm, And I'm thinking, okay, Lord, how— how do I have joy? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not even joyful n- now. I'm, yeah. I am, you're, the alarm's going off, the song's playing. And he whispered in my ear and he said, You have to choose it. Mm-hmm.
2: And oh. I thought, There choose it joy.
0: is. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Lord. I have to choose it. How can we lead? With joy in seasons of loneliness. Like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. have to choose it. Yeah. We have to that's choose right. his joy. Psalm 118, 24, he gave me this verse right after that. He said, This is the day the Lord has made. We yeah. will yeah. rejoice and be glad in it. That will, that's our will. It's our it's our choice. We have to choose to yeah. be joyful. I think another thing that as a leader that we can sort of understand when we come into those Um, I don't have a good poker face. I don't know about you guys, but I don't don't. hide my feelings very well. Um, (laughs) People will come to me and they're like, are you okay? It's like, oh, you know, (laughs) my face must be showing this. But I think that we can, as leaders, agree and understand that not everybody is privileged to know everything that's going on in our lives. We do not have to be an open book. You know, we can go in and have joy Mm-hmm. Um, choose joy in that moment. Yeah, definitely. And no one really needs to know maybe right. what's going on behind the scenes, you know, that and it's not fake. It's just a genuine, like, I'm not gonna put that burden on yeah. you. Yeah. I'm um, not to. You don't, don't have to dump to. out
2: your all of your stuff in front of everybody, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. You can deal with that later in the ministry. It's a treadmill sometimes and and there are things that like it happens at that time. We don't get a choice to put it off or to no. I don't feel like it this week. I'm going to yeah. do it next week, or I'm going to cancel yeah. that thing because I don't. Uh, I'm feeling lonely. So, and then I would say this, you know, that we should seek counsel, pray, um, seek encouragement from either personally or even professionally. I mean, there may be times when it is time yeah. to to no, go get uh, professional Christian counseling. And I wanted to refer our listeners back to we did a a um, pastor's wife and friendships in a previous episode, and I just want to point that out because we talked a lot about mm-hmm. loneliness. Yeah. I think we're just lonely, this time, all yeah. of us. Maybe we're just <laughs> pastors', uh, pastors yeah. wives. We're just lonely. But <laughs> although
1: right now in the pandemic with so many people on Instagram and social media, they say yeah. the rate of loneliness is even higher, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would say that if you're looking for a practical ways, too— Uh, To say, I'm losing my joy. A lot of times people go on social media and they start comparing their lives and their children and their, you know, how that is Mm -hmm. on there. We compare ministry. We compare ministry. So if they really are having a problem with that, I would say get off of that, you know, um, because that can invade your heart before you even know it. Turn it it off. Yeah, turn it off. Join a common interest group or small group. Um, Speak truth to your life. Uh, Like you said, get some counsel. You know, I had a quote. I just wanted to throw it out. It said, joy, a gift of God, as well as a response to the gifts of God. Amen. I, just thought, mm. I, I know. I love that. And we know it's a fruit of the Spirit. And so the more we surrender to the mm. Spirit, because if we aren't surrendering or walking to the Spirit, we
2: aren't going to have that joy either. So that's a definite thing.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and you know, what, what we— also need to remember, I think, is to be gracious with ourselves, Amen. that there are seasons in our lives, like if you've got little kids and you are busy with that, or you know, you're know you at home and you're not around the church people, you feel isolated. There can be so many different things. You're um, the leader and it's lonely at the top. You just, I think, need to be gracious to yourself that you have these emotions and you can't necessarily change them. You can do all the right things and they might not go away, but to be gracious with yourself and know that the Lord cares and He understands that—we're we, quoting so many scriptures, um, and the Bible says in Psalm 25, 16— that turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. And I love that, that He will turn to us, and He's very gracious with Mm -hmm. us. And so we need to be gracious with ourselves.
0: Amen. I have a little plaque in my bathroom, and it says, Live by grace, not by perfection. Mm. I wanted to tilt it on the wall just to give it a little emphasis (laughs) on (laughs) the the perfection
1: part. That's funny.
0: Well, we've shared um, some— personal experiences with you today, and as we're wrapping up, you know, I would just ask uh, those who are listening, you know, what's your experience been, and how do you manage to bring joy, the joy of the Lord, into your loneliness? I think it's something that we can plan for. I think uh, at any time we're dealing with things in the body of Christ, especially as leaders, I think uh, having a prescription or a plan for how I'm going to respond to that is always, it's, it's preparedness. You know, we're going to be prepared so that when I do get to a season of loneliness, I can recognize it. And then I can have something to take as a remedy or something to do as a remedy for it that could be helpful. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you're enjoying this content, please subscribe and help us by leaving a review and share this link with a friend. You can also follow us on Instagram at WhenSheLeads. Hey, we wanted to um, give an invitation to you. We are creating a community of leaders and we would love for you to join us as we gather once a month over Zoom. Women from all around the globe are just spending a few minutes together, being encouraged through a devotional, then breaking into smaller groups where we get to know one another, other leaders that are from across the nation and globe, and pray for one another. Email us and simply say, add me to your gatherings, and we'll send you the link for the next time we meet up. Our email address is WhenSheLeadsPodcast at gmail.com. That's WhenSheLeadsPodcast. At gmail.com. Join us at the table next time as we discuss servant appreciation, do's and don'ts. Until then, remember, lead people to know, love, and serve Jesus.